Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. Welcome to the garage guys NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Chase Holden, AKA garage guy, Chase, AKA the NASCAR betting wizard himself. We just got done with NASCAR's first street course race in history. Shane Van Gisbergen took the dub, a supercars champion, now a champion of American cars that are also super, but we call it NASCAR. We're going to dive all into the Chicago weekend, talk about all of the highs and the lows. I'm going to talk about my experience uh, for the first time in the city of Chicago, Illinois, uh, dreamed about going there for a long time. Finally got to experience it for myself. So I'm going to give you guys the rundown on everything that went down over the weekend. And then we're going to get into bets. That's right. We got Atlanta motor speedway, Atlanta, super speedway, whatever you want to call it. We got that race coming up this weekend, the Quaker state 400 presented by Walmart. Got to throw that Walmart in there. I feel like every time, you say Walmart, you have to say it like Walmart. Like the door greeter, like holds his neck. He's like, Whoa, welcome to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. I hope you're laughing right now because I just hope you imagine that person greeting you at Walmart. Uh, so we're going to dive into the odds that are out for that race uh, on some of the sports books, even DraftKings. Even though I'm divorced, I still care about you. And I'm still going to give you lines of what I think is good and not good, even if I don't bet on it on that app. So, you know, just me doing the most as always for you. And uh, we're going to have a great show. We're going to talk about everything. And also, don't forget, the Garage Guys report will be dropping tonight on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Wednesday when it dropped, make sure that you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Like, comment on the videos. Help us grow that YouTube channel and be there to support by watching the garage guys report that rhymed unintentionally check that out all right so enough of all the introduction bullshit let's do it grant park 220 weekend in chicago illinois nascar had a street race we didn't think it was going to happen but it happened and even though the xfinity race faced some really strange and weird adversity which we will talk about even though i don't talk about xfinity much um it, it still ended up kind of all right like at first you thought the weekend was gonna just be really dismal uh especially on saturday when you found out that the race was canceled then they canceled concerts which was a huge topic for a lot of the gen z uh population in chicago that bought tickets just to see the chain smokers uh, but but they saved it, man. NASCAR saved the weekend. It was an incredible event to be at. 
So just to, to start things off, I landed in Chicago on Friday. Um, getting to O'Hare Airport, I've seen that airport in so many movies growing up as a kid. So it was really cool to get there to kind of see that. And then I found out they had a train. Guys, they had a train. I could ride a subway into town. I was an excited boy. I love the train. A lot of people don't fuck with trains in the city. A lot of people I found out are scared to get on subways, uh, I guess, because of crime and uh, and maybe like, you know, like homeless people that might have rabies, uh, all kinds of weird reasons to not get on the train. I don't have those fears. Yeah, I lived in New York for a year of my life. I, I rode the subway everywhere I went. Uh, public transportation is the way in a giant city. You don't need a car. You don't need to spend $50 on an Uber every day or every time you get in one because that's kind of how the Uber prices were in Chicago. And especially at any airport you're leaving, you're going to get double charged to get a ride from the airport. So if you are flying into Chicago, you're going into the city, take the train. The blue line is right there at the airport. It's fantastic. I rode it. So immediately upon getting to Chicago, I just kind of took to the city culture. I love uh, big cities. I'm a city boy. I'm a New Orleans boy. So I love the city of New Orleans, greatest city in the world. Obviously, anytime I'm somewhere in a concrete jungle, I'm thriving. I get on the train, ride into town, get to our hotel, which was an incredible hotel. Shout out to Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. I got to eat there and watch an IndyCar race there with Dale, which was pretty fucking cool. Shout out Alex Below. Uh, Street Shark himself, three-peat, like Lil Wayne. Proud of you, Alex. Great job. Um, but the hotel was super nice. It was the Intercontinental Hotel. Um, the 2311 crew was big chilling up in that hotel as well. Obviously, when I saw Michael Jordan Steakhouse, I was like, yeah, they're for sure going to be housed there. So I got to see a lot of in and out traffic. A lot of people that we knew were in the city. And Friday really was just kind of a day of rest and preparation, you know, and then went out to the Hooters and O'Hare. Shout out to everybody that is employed at that Hooters location. Some of the nicest people I have met um, at that restaurant. We did Dale Center live. If you missed that episode of Dale Center, go back and watch it. I don't give a shit if it's not relevant to you or not. It was a great episode. We talked a lot about it. We, we, we got some things right. We got some things wrong. But I basically gave out the SVG play on Dale Center. I told you to bet it. Told you to bet it before practice and qualifying. So I did see a couple of tickets that got out there. Unfortunately, I, uh, I didn't log that bet. I didn't bet a lot on it either. I did put a little bit of cash on it, but not enough to really be counted as one of my normal typical bets because you just don't think something like that could happen, right? You, you, you see all these ringers come into these different types of races and nothing really ever transpires. And that was just not the case with Shane Van Gisbergen. That dude is real. He is the real deal. I had someone tell me he was the real deal. A um, couple of people told me he was the real deal. I still ignored it. I'm like, you know what? I'm the one that bets on races. I know what I'm doing. And I'm that guy. You can tell me a million things. If I don't feel it, I don't trust it. I ain't putting my money on it. And nine times out of 10, it works out for me. Sometimes, like this past weekend, 
it didn't work out the best. I still made money, but it wasn't public. I couldn't brag about it, and that's just how it goes. So, at least I, I told you guys on Dale Center, though. So, shout out to that. But it was a great episode. We left out of there. And then Saturday, we got up. It was the big day. We were going to go and explore the Grant Park area, which was amazing. I cannot stress that enough. One of the sexiest spots in Chicago. I mean, like, you're walking downtown. You hear the cars. There's giant-ass buildings all around you. And then you see the big-ass bean on your left, on your right, whichever way you're walking. And then you just walk down the street, and you just see all these fucking signs and barricades. And people are all over the street. You walk in through there. They had security at the gate. You get in. Then you go into the park area. And once you're in the park area, you get your bracelet. You scan it. You go. And then you're there. That simple. They had some straightaways for general admission, a giant-ass park area with a stage, concerts, the whole kit, and caboodle. They had everything. I did get my sunglasses stolen when I was purchasing this hat that is on my head right now. Um, And, you know, I was really sad about it at first, but I finally got over it. They had qualifying. I didn't bet on qualifying again. Uh, Dale bet on qualifying. Don't think any of us won qualifying. And it's like I said on Dale Center a couple weeks ago, I've retired from betting on qualifying because it's for suckers and chumps. And let's be real. It just, I'd rather bet on the race. Keep my unit count output low, my returns high. And that's what I'm trying to promote for you guys as well. So we're, we're all here in the business to have fun and to make money and not lose money. So that's what we want to do. And that's what I want to focus on for you guys. But the, uh, you know, we, we got to see the cars run. It was a cool sight, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, I did get to rewatch some stuff on the broadcast and this was just one of those races like every other street course race where or, or every other road course race. It's just better on TV. Like if you're going to a NASCAR race, that's a street course or a road course, you're going for the vibe for the event, for the extras and the fun. But you just, you can't really see what's going on everywhere. And if you're a true race fan like myself, like you want to see what's happening in every corner and hear everything. So, you know, fortunately on race day, we were in an area where we did have a TV so we could watch the whole thing while we were also there. That's the best way to do it. You know, and and I feel for the people that bought these tickets expecting to go to a chain smokers concert or Miranda Lambert or whoever that other guy was. Uh, No shame. Don't know him. Don't care. Um, but chain smokers was the one that was a big one. I heard multiple people and, and I tweeted about it. I heard at least 20 people in line when we were getting our tickets, they were talking about how, yeah, only I'm, I'm only here for the chain smokers, but I'm gonna go check out the cars at practice. So there were so many people that were there for the event itself. And, and that's what I want to applaud NASCAR for is because those are the types of things that get people in the door. And they did that so right. They did that so well. They had a big headliner like that. However, because of the weather, when they had to cancel the Xfinity race, the next thing you know, the Chainsmokers concert was canceled. And now, like everything else, you're like, okay, well, they're going to push the race back. The Xfinity race is going to be on Sunday now. They're going to have to push the concert back to Sunday. Well, unfortunately, the Chainsmokers had to be in Vegas. So they had to cancel. And NASCAR got a lot of shit for it. And, and I don't necessarily think it was NASCAR's fault. 
there were a lot of things that went crazy on Saturday. There were a lot of rumors going around about the the PA systems were telling everybody to go home, and then like everyone else was like, "No, don't go home, stay here." From some sources that I have, I've been told that there was an issue with security. I've been told that security workers were leaving and going home. So if you've got that kind of shit happening, you can't really. I mean, I don't know what you expect to do. If you're a, a company and a corporation like NASCAR and you have something like that happen, like you have these these little companies that you'll hire, these third party companies that work security and events and do things like that. You kind of have to put those things together. And with it being in the city, I don't even know how involved the city actually was with that security team or if they were assigned or if they were pushed by the city of Chicago. But we all know Chicago is a big union town. All right. It's a big town of union. Al Capone. Prohibition. A lot of a lot of under the table things happening. So Chicago can be a little sketch because of the politics, maybe. Um at least that's what history has shown the the unions you know just the, the unions no no nothing wrong with the unions i'm just saying you know you got a lot of backdoor people shaking hands making transactions doing things who knows all i do know is is while i can't confirm that that was what happened was with the security thing i do know that what was public was that the weather was just bad and they had to just cancel it all and that was that but when they put out that the chain smokers concert was canceled and they weren't coming back a lot of people were pissed and a lot of people wanted refunds and i do feel like maybe nascar should have assessed like a way to give back something to the people that paid all that money for these tickets and didn't get to see the band that they paid the money for in the first place like yeah like if they came back on sunday and they stuck around all day they got to watch the race and there were a lot of people there there were a ton of people there and we even met some people that saturday night that were talking about how yeah like we were going for this concert but we're gonna go tomorrow because we want to see the cars so i still think it was a major success and the numbers prove it was a major success because when you look at nascar on nbc they had the biggest viewership, I think, in the last six years of them streaming NASCAR, bigger than championships, bigger than the Daytona 500, like, are, are close to it. it. It was like the Daytona 500 is, like, the only one this year, I think, that outperformed uh, the viewership. But it was, like, I think somewhere around, like, 4 million people tuned in, which was huge for NASCAR. So uh, this race being in this city and just the setup, the structure, the buildings. I mean, I'm looking at some footage of it right now on this TV in the international chase station. And it's just like, it's just, a, it's a spectacle. It's something amazing. And we need this NASCAR needs to continue this, but with the Xfinity race earlier that day, the most controversial thing of the weekend, I would say was that they called the race before they should have there was a couple more laps to go before they could actually make it official and they decided to make it official and you know at first i was kind of like with everybody else like you were just like oh this is dumb but they're not even going to like rerun it they're not even going to like try what what are you going to do and that's where i'm at with it now and i just want to make sure that you guys hear me out on this and whether you agree with me or not my thoughts on it 
at this point, after really taking time to think about it, is like, what the fuck are you going to do? You are in a major city. It rained. It rained on Sunday. Monday was looking good, but they're already planning on taking shit down. And with all the rumblings about the new mayor and, you know, them assessing things and everything else, like there was that tension where the city of Chicago, like it did feel like they were just kind of like, okay, time to go. And maybe that pressure, maybe that thumb was on NASCAR and maybe they had to make a a decision like that, which if we would have, if they would have had like, you know, 20 laps before they could have called it. Yeah, I think that there would have been a lot more cause for concern, but because there was only like a couple of laps to go before it could have been official, let it slide. You know, I, I mean, we all wanted to see it, right? Everybody wanted to see the race happen. People that had action on this race, bets on this race, like, sorry if you didn't bet on Cole Custer, but they made a decision and they're a privately owned company and they can do that. And that's what I want to make sure everybody knows is that even though like I am of the opinion that NASCAR is for everyone and NASCAR belongs to everyone, it's still a business at the end of the day. It's a privately owned business. They make the calls and they make the decisions and that's just how it goes. They know they're going to get backlash or they're going to get praise. But at the end of the day, they're still running the show. So you just kind of take that one in with a grain of salt and maybe the planning will be a little bit better. You know, if we go back to Chicago, maybe they can reserve an extra day, you know, if the weather's bad or whatever it might be. But they did everything they could. And I do not blame NASCAR for one thing that happened this past weekend. I multiply blame other human beings and possibly the city of Chicago. But the redemption story happened on Sunday. We didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. So the majority of Sunday, it was raining its ass off. I didn't think that a race was going to get in. Denny Hamlin was already on calling for the race to, you know, to be canceled and moved to Monday. And a lot of people roasted him because they were just like, oh, it's raining and Denny's terrible in the rain. And, and it's the truth. I mean, when you look back at the stats, he's not a good rain guy. Not a good rain racer. So, you know, after practice and qualifying, everybody saw what SVG had in that 91 track house car. And I know Denny saw that. And a lot of guys that were out there running realized it at that time. So if you're Denny, you just got the pole at this place. You're like, hell yeah, you want the track to be dry so you can run it. But no, that wasn't the case. And, and it, it was unfortunate for Denny, but, you know, it just didn't pan out for him. Did pan out for Shane, though. And there were a lot of other drivers in this race. It was a lot more chaos than I thought there would have been. But once the rain finally settled down and the drivers got into their cars, we actually got something going. The people were there. The rain stopped. We had a blast. We were up in the uh, the Hooters Racing Suite. Again, shout out to everybody with Hooters. We were there representing the Hooters Racing Squad the team. It was unfortunate for Chase that, uh, that, that he wrecked in practice and qualifying. They had to go to a backup car and then it actually ended up making fans want a die cast of that car because it combined elements of last year's car and this year's car. So while I, you know, I'm just kind of like, oh, they did the best they could, what they can. I'm just a giant fan of the new Night Owl 2.0 with Hooters and but at the same time, the man got a P3 finish in this race. So shout out to Chase Elliott for having a major bounce back. And with all the craziness that did happen, 
at this race. I, I don't think we could have asked for a better race. I mean, the viewership shows that it was everything that it should have been. The attendance showed that it was everything that it should have been. And the media and the press and everything is just praising it. People everywhere around the world are talking about how they want a street course race in their major city that's closest to them. That's the goal. That's what we're out here to do is to get more people interested in this. And if these street course races are what's going to help do that, we absolutely need to consider adding more to the schedule. And my favorite idea that I've heard other people talk about is the revolving street course going to different cities. I'm all in on that. And I really, really think that we are headed for a major motorsports comeback in America, in the world. And now with SVG winning this thing, Shane Van Gisberger, Gisbergen, I still have a time with it. I'm not the only one. Jeff Burton's flub of his name was hilarious towards the end of the race. Um, and if you watch the Garage Guys report, you'll get a clip of that. But, you know, after this race and after learning more about SVG, I learned that he was from New Zealand. So when the race was over, there was only there's only one guy in my contacts list, you know, that uh, is from New Zealand. There's only one guy I know personally from New Zealand who is also a race car driver. He races in the IndyCar series. His name is Scott McLaughlin. So as soon as Shane won, I immediately pull my phone out, FaceTime Scott, and I ask him straight up, when you coming? When when you getting in the car? When you coming to NASCAR? We need this. We need more of these guys that can come in here and get it done. And I think Scott's one of those guys that can get it done. I mean, he went from supercars, winning championships to IndyCar. He's won races in IndyCar. I think without a doubt, he would be a major contender racing in NASCAR, whether it be in the you know Trackhouse 91 car, which is obviously going to be the best car to run in. The equipment was just insane. Uh, SVG had everything he needed and all the shit he needed to win. And so who knows? I mean, like you could put Scott in all kinds of other cars. But the fact was, is that when I FaceTimed Scott, his excitement was so real. It was coming off of the phone. Like I, I just felt it like he was so proud of his country. So proud of Shane coming from supercars. I mean, these guys are legit. They're real and they're coming. So and it's like Scott even said on Twitter, like we're coming. So I think that this is huge that you got guys over from the Australia area that are coming in. And this has to open up more doors for guys like that to try NASCAR. And I want this to not only make those guys come to NASCAR. I want this to make the NASCAR Cup Series drivers go out to other series and run. I want to see guys like Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch running supercars, trying out Indy cars. I mean, we got Kyle Larson running the Indy 500. But there's so many different series of racing out there that it's just crazy that we don't see more mixture. And I think that now with the sport and, and just motorsports growing as a whole, we're going to start seeing that mixing up of things again. And that mixing up of things is what's going to bring more eyeballs to NASCAR and to other forms of motorsports as well. So that was just kind of like a little sweetener at the end, just getting a FaceTime with Scott, see his excitement that somebody from his country 
won a NASCAR race. And not only that, but it was the first time he ever ran a NASCAR race. It was his first NASCAR race, and he won it. Hadn't happened since the 1960s. They were comparing SVG to Marcus Ambrose. I don't. I think that you know one race. You know you can say that, but like let, let's get some more guys in. Let's see if there if Shane is the Marcus Ambrose, or let's see if there's other guys that are capable of doing the same thing. And that's going to be the test now, is because these cars are so similar. More of these supercar guys need to come over and try it out. So open door invitation. You've got my approval over here uh, from Garage Guy Chase. So just to let you know that. But the race itself, uh, there were only about nine cautions in this race, which it seemed like way more, to be honest. It seemed like there should have been a lot more cautions, but there were a total of nine. Uh, a lot of them had Noah Gregson in them, and he was a big burger boy this weekend, probably wearing one of the most ridiculous outfits I've ever seen in my life. However, somehow made it cool because he had a mustache. Uh, I think the mustache has really saved him with this look that he has, but I can guarantee you that there will be thousands of people buying these burger outfits from Wendy's with the bucket hat. Uh, so turning wild clothes into something cool. And, and look, I'm, I'm really not one to talk. I wore a Hooters suit all weekend long, but it's because I love it. He wore a Wendy's button down with shorts printed all over it because he loves it and they pay him. So, yeah, I uh, I just love these vibes. They're weird vibes. They're they're kind of cool vibes. Um, I'm sure people thought I looked wild in my Hooter suit, even though I loved wearing it. Loved it. Still love it. I'd wear the pants every day. I mean, it's I feel like John Daly in that suit. All right, the man himself. So it, it's an honor to have one. We got to get Chase Elliott in one of these suits for the next one. Homestead. That's the next time the Hooters car will be out and about. So if we can get him wearing one of those suits in Miami, we're doing well. But the cautions that, that happened, you know, there was a lot of spins. Uh, Kyle Busch ramshackled a tire barrier, uh, made a, a weed meme about it because I can. And, uh, and, and, yeah, other than that, I mean, there were just some incidents that caused the field to flip towards the end. Justin Haley was in position to win it, just couldn't make it happen, and, uh, and Shane took it. And so overall, just it turned out to be a banger of a race. I loved it. I love the street course vibe. And, uh, and I can't wait to see what NASCAR continues to do to build the audience and to build the fan base because they're doing a hell of a job right now in the year of our Lord, 2023. So that was my experience of the Chicago weekend, a little recap of the race and uh, my thoughts on the Xfinity cancellation. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, right now, I'm just going to take a moment to tell you before we hop into Atlanta bets to check out dailydownforce.com. If you go to dailydownforce.com right now, you can check out betting articles from Dale Tanhart, Greg Mathern, maybe from me here in the future. Who knows? We're going to have some cool stuff. You can check out all the garage jams over there and catch up on all the latest NASCAR news as well. It's really becoming a, a cool new way to consume NASCAR content. DailyDownForce.com. Go over there. Follow them on social media. Keep posted with the house with the garage guys. DailyDownForce.com. All right, so Atlanta this weekend. We are back. The Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. Uh, first things first, uh, the FanDuel odds have dropped. These are the most recent odds that have dropped on this race. 
And it's looking pretty typical, guys. It's looking like a typical super speedway. The favorite on FanDuel right now is Kyle Busch opening at 10 to 1. Chase Elliott at 11 to 1. Joey Logano 12 to 1. Ryan Blaney 12 to 1. Brad Kay 14 to 1. Denny Hamlin 14 to 1. That's your top six for outrights on the board. FanDuel also has top threes up. Uh, winning manufacturer of race, and they have some head-to-head bets out there. I'm not really diving too deep into a lot of those. Don't really care about head-to-head bets on a super speedway-type surface. But what we do know about Atlanta, uh, the last time we were here, Corey LaJoy, top five finish, was huge. I think he's like 35-1 to 1 on most books right now to win this race. I'm going to go ahead and let you all know that over on my Action Network page, I have already taken the liberty of betting on Corey LaJoy to win I truly feel like this is a race that he can win. He's proved it two years in a row, showed that he can get up where he needs to be in contention to get a dub. And if he wants to get in the playoffs, he knows that this is his best shot to do it. So with Joey Logano winning this race uh, last year, there were some other contenders that were uh, you know, up in the running really towards the end. I know that Tyler Reddick was one of those guys. Brad Kay was one of those guys, but Joey Logano ultimately got it done. And I don't know if I want to go back to Joey Logano again, because I'm just one of those people where I feel like if you performed in a good way, like at a super speedway, you're going to either get bit or you're going to be cursed the next time you return. And then once that turn is over, you're going to move into back to like your clean slate grace period. So, um, you know, Joey Logano finished first, Brad Kay was second, C Bell was third earlier in March, uh, followed by Corey LaJoy in fourth, Tyler Reddick in fifth, Denny Hamlin sixth, Ryan Blaney seventh, Eric Jones in eighth, Ty Gibbs ninth, and Kyle Bush tenth. So that was your top ten finishers in March. I would look for Corey LaJoy to repeat this thing. He's gonna be careful, he's gonna be smooth. The only thing that is going to potentially get him out of the running is just a massive pile up and him being in the wrong place at the wrong time, which could very well happen. However, I'm keeping the faith that it won't. Tyler Reddick has been showing his skill as well. He was uh, looking real strong in the street course race, and I think he wants to get another win to get him a nice little cushion with the playoffs lurking. Uh, this is also going to be a race where I've got eyes on guys like Ty Gibbs and uh, even Noah Gregson. I know that Noah didn't uh, didn't get a top 10 finish, but he did finish 12th at Atlanta back in March. And you can get him for a top 10 right now over on Barstool Sportsbook, I believe, for about plus 350 for that top 10. And I feel like with him finishing in 12th, that's something you need to pull the trigger on. Uh, he is currently now... 300 so he's three to one to get a top 10 on barstool sports book over on caesars you can get noah gregson for a top 10 at plus 280 so it looks like barstool has the best top 10 odds as of right now i don't really see anything on DraftKings for that uh but if you want to go crazy stupid dumb with it and say that hey this is where noah gregson's going to get a, a win you can get him at 60 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook to win. So if you are going to ride the Noah Gragson train, you want to take the outright on him. I think DraftKings is going to be your best shot. DraftKings is where you're going to be able to get the good odds on him. And, and I'm only saying that because this is another one of those races where Noah has shown that he can get close to a target 
for the top 10 super speedway races the legacy cards doesn't really matter what's going on through the system it, it's a it's going to be all about the draft noah has shown that he can uh see a little bit of air and actually i lied to you guys outright on barstool sportsbook 66 to 1 to win at atlanta so there is something to keep in mind there if you are going to want to bet that again i am riding with noah Corey LaJoy is another one of my early bets that I have uh, at 35-1 to 1 on Barstool Sportsbook. Also sprinkled a little bit on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And then uh, put a unit down on Denny Hamlin at 14-1 to 1 on FanDuel this morning. He's 13-1 to 1 on Barstool Sportsbook. Uh, I believe he is uh, looking at 12-1 to 1 on Caesars and then... Yeah, so I'm, Denny's going to be one of those guys where it's going to be kind of a hit or miss. He's 14-1 to 1 on DraftKings as well, too. He's driving the Coca-Cola car, though. Coca-Cola car is pretty damn sexy, if I do say so myself. So I, I think I'm going to roll with that. and So that means I've already locked in uh, three outrights right there. And I also have Tyler Reddick as well. So I have four outrights already for this race. Practice and qualifying don't really concern me all that much. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of bets in early. I'm doing low unit counts. I've got two top 10 bets in. I'm not going to mention one of them because I'm going to let you take the time to get over to Action Network. If you don't follow me and Dale there, you need to do that and check out what we have because there will be more bets. I will not be betting on qualifying again, but I will be taking some outrights. We'll be taking some top 10s, possibly top fives. So make sure you're following me on Action Network. But there was just a little something, something to talk about there uh i do think that we'll probably see the fords be strong again uh but i also ultimately feel that a chevy will win this race on sunday that's my initial thoughts and my initial feeling but we got a lot more time to go before then we've got uh dale center that's going to be coming out on uh thursday night on garage guys youtube so another reason to subscribe to the garage guys youtube watch dale center Watch the Garage Guys report. Check out any other videos that we have, any other interviews that we do. We got some stuff coming up, so it's going to be great. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode and all of my thoughts and opinions on the Chicago weekend for NASCAR. Let me know what you think about what I had to say. Let me know your thoughts. You can do that in multiple different ways. Uh, it's a little late this week, but any week moving forward, call the Garage Guys Report hotline. You'll be able to hear your own voicemail on the show. The number is 919-769-4477. Just every weekend, call it in after you watch any race, whether it be NASCAR, IndyCar, F1, World of Outlaws, Cars Tour, uh, Supercar, whatever. Just call and tell me your thoughts, and I will play your voicemail on the Garage Guys Report. You can watch that on the YouTube channel. Podcast is coming soon. Or you can just follow me on social media at Garage Guy Chase or follow collectively at Garage Guys FS. Leave your thoughts and opinions on what was said on this podcast today. Make sure you tell at least one friend that likes racing or just got into racing about us to listen to us. Get them into betting. Get them into just the whole culture of racing. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support that you guys give us and continue to give us as we continue to grow in the world of NASCAR and motorsports. So uh, again, it's been a solo episode for me. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let me know your thoughts. Remember the Discord is free. Um, premium is not, but we don't have premium anymore, so it doesn't matter. I just felt like saying that. 
Thanks so much to everybody. Love you guys. We'll still get a bag at Atlanta. Don't miss Dale Center. Don't miss the newest Garage Guys report on YouTube. Tonight, if you're listening right now on Wednesday, I've talked. I'm going to go breathe now. Okay. Bye.